Welcome to Banana Peel Boulevard, the podcast where we take the fall so you don't have to. Now, here's the adult in the room, Becky Harnden, and national award-winning columnist and author, Gary Jordan. Thanks, Michelle. And uh, here we go. Gary? Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, Okay, so we're going to spend a little bit of time telling folks what we're doing. So here at Banana Peel Boulevard, we are exploring everyday life. life. I mean, that's the best way to say it. The funny, the serious, the uh, usually the serious finds its way into being funny. Well, I think if the serious is funny, it's funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Did everybody catch that? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, there is humor even in our pain. There so, I, but we'll figure all that out. But. Well, for our friends who don't know you right. and me just yet, let me just say that Gary Jordan is a six-time Emmy Award-winning writer, director, producer who specializes in finding the funny in the serious. So, you're in for a real treat. About uh, a few years ago, I wrote "Driving the Road of Life with a Flat Tire." And the one thing I kept hearing from folks was that I I sort of write it in my own voice, and they wanted a book on tape. This is our best chance at trying to make that happen, because what we're going to do on each episode is read one chapter from that book. In fact, each episode will end with the chapter from that book. And each of those chapters is about some life experience that I think we kind of all have. I mean, you and I have had enough of these conversations to know that our life experiences are not all that. <laughs> it is the different. Banana Peel Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. But but whose isn't? I mean, we're always slipping and falling. So, uh, whatever it is that that chapter is about will be the discussion for the day. I think it's good that that confines us into a predetermined space. We need we need confinement. Yes, we need that. We, do. <laughs> we need yeah. a lot of confinement. Yeah, we do. So, and the other thing is, look, folks, these are going to be about, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 minutes. I mean, just enough really, for your drive to work. I mean, get in your car. You can probably squeeze two of these in on any walk. I guess there's folks who walk more than 30 minutes. I need to, <laughs> maybe I need to readdress that. We'll speak really yeah. slowly. Yes, we'll. <laughs> We'll do that for them. So let's get started with today. Blueberry pancakes are are on the uh, menu this morning. Yeah. That one was uh, uh, really about my dad, but it really w- was about all dads. And this basic premise that being a great dad, and I think I even say it in the chapter, we'll find out when I read it, that you know, being a great dad is about... Uh, not one great thing or doing great things. It's about the accumulation of a thousand little dad things. So tell us a little bit, though. Let's set the stage Mm -hmm. for everyone. You have brothers, your dad, Lenny, Mm -hmm. and your mom, Ann, raised you guys. Where are you in the lineup of Jordan boys? I was number three. Uh, My two older brothers were adopted. My mother's first husband passed away when they were like... uh, like four and three or five and four. They didn't tell me till I was 16, so I don't know a lot of the details. <laughs> they, really, they really didn't. Uh, I don't know why. Family they secrets. Did, yeah, they just, for whatever reason, it just blurted out at a Thanksgiving table. You know, it was one of <laughs> Which is typically <laughs> where family I'm secrets what? come out. 
so we share a mother, but uh, we have different fathers. And then uh, my father had myself and my younger brother. So yeah, I'm kind of three in the pecking order, but I was still incredibly close to my brothers, uh, even though we weren't, I guess, a hundred percent biological. But but you know, like everybody's family, uh, you know. We were just knuckleheads trying to make our way through it. And your boys, you have three boys, mm-hmm. and uh, and you will learn much more about them as we kind of maneuver. So tell folks about your family. My daughter Madison, my uh, one and only biological, is eighteen years old currently. Just launched her off to University of Florida. I know. Can't believe it. Um, I don't know how that's how possible. Was that? She was born yesterday, so I'm not quite yeah, I know, sure how right, this is. Right, I know. It's a, it's a medical miracle. <laughs> <laughs> she is a miracle. Um, it it has been. It was tougher leading up to it than it was actually launching her because, aside from like the first three hours that I drove away from her sobbing um, uncontrollably, after that she has Facetimed me. I don't know four to six times a day. So <laughs> I feel like I'm in college with her. But truly, just to see your kids thriving, she's FaceTiming me right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> answer. Maddie Boo. Hi. Hey, you're, Maddie. You're on Banana Peel Boulevard with Gary Hey, and Maddie, me. we're taping the show. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? We no. were literally just talking about you and you yeah. FaceTime. See, yeah. I beckoned her. Yeah. I, I beckon her. <laughs> yeah, am I live? Yeah, you, you are you live are show, and we Maddie. are rolling. So, you know, try not to blow it, Maddie. <laughs> hey. I have used, uh, I have, Maddie, you know, I've used you in, I know, a number of commercials because you're really amazing on camera, but I never imagined using you in the show. So, this is perfect. Yeah, <laughs> this great. is so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, Maddie, uh, we're paying the studio, so hang up, will you? Love you. I'll call you afterwards. Bye. <laughs> that was great. Hey, listen, good parenting advice number one, yeah. <laughs> when your child away at college calls you, yeah. answer, answer the, the phone. phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a Jew, uh, that's expanded to uh, your doctor. Absolutely. If, yeah, if your doctor calls, you answer it. Like, Governor, hold on. It's my doctor. I'm going to take the call. <laughs> well, that was great. She looks great. All right. So there you go. And I've got two darling stepdaughters. They're teenagers as well. And I don't think a lot of moms can say that they're very blessed to have three amazing girls. So, um, But you've seen Ian, your husband, as a dad. Oh, yeah. And and Ian strikes me as the guy who does a hundred little things that make up that a make good me crazy. Yeah. Oh, that make him a great dad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is an all-star dad. Uh couldn't ask for a better partner. There's he he's done ponytails and painted fingernails and um everything in between, so he he does the thousand little things that make me crazy and make up a great dad. So one of the things that drove this column was and it actually triggered uh, a memory for me was um, a Facebook post. Uh, it was about a guy, and I write about him in here, uh, and uh, I won't reveal the story till I read it, but it was just an everyday guy who, to this day, I don't know. I put him in the column, uh, and uh, I never talked to him. He actually 
responded on Facebook going, hey, read your column, pretty cool. <laughs> but it was um, it was just watching another dad be a dad, and then, but I still hadn't written it. And then there was another dad moment from just another guy who did something I thought was remarkable, and both of them would never make the newspaper. I mean, they were not big, giant things. They were just things that make being a dad better and being a better dad. And so uh, that that's what sort of, that, that was the impetus for writing this. And it reminded me of uh, uh, of my dad. So, okay, it's time to read. Oh, and we should tell folks that we're not, we're not doing some fancy schmancy script. We're reading right from the book. The, the wine-stained book. That... Which <laughs> has really endeared me to you, is that <laughs> the book that I gave you is covered in wine. I was reading it at 8 a.m. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so you waited an extra hour. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, you want to get started? Let's let's do it. Blueberry pancakes. In the river behind my parents' Daytona Beach home, there's an artificial reef made entirely of blueberry pancakes. My father always got up early on Sunday morning and got busy in the kitchen. By the time my three brothers and I stumbled downstairs, the giant stack of pancakes had already been layered. Holding his spatula in the air like a scepter, he would proclaim... The world is like a mirror reflecting what I do. When you smile at it, it smiles right back at you. Just he like would that? say it exactly Just that, that fast. fast? The world is like a mirror reflecting what you do. When you smile at it, it smiles right back at you. In fact, we I miss that because uh, Dad passed, and we'll talk about that. But when I wrote this, uh, that was the every Sunday morning ritual was him screaming that out, and it was the first thing we heard from Dad. <laughs> Dad making blueberry pancakes was as regular as the sunrise. Over the years, I've come to understand the importance of the ritual, even if the actual pancakes were tough to choke down. I never had the heart to tell my dad that I didn't like his pancakes because he got such a thrill out of making them. So I always slipped out and fed the fish. Literally, we threw them in the river behind the house. My brothers <laughs> created are, that yeah, reef. Yeah, we always found even ways the fish to get wouldn't them eat up. them. <laughs> Everything I know about optimism I got from dad. He's a lifelong Chicago Cubs fan. In his 91 years, the team has never won a World Series. Okay, I got to stop you right there. Right. So this was written a few years ago. This was written right before the Cubs won the World Series. In 2016. Right. And uh, and that's a whole nother column that we will read one day because it was a classic. We were on the phone together when it happened. So he finally got to see the Cubs win a World Series. But at the time of this writing... They he had not still, done that. Yeah, he was still steeped in misery. Holding out hope. Still. <laughs> After 108 years. So each spring, he was convinced to his core that that would have been the year. And he There's, got it. Yeah, well, he finally was right. There's never been a February when I didn't hear, I really like this team. I have a good feeling about this year. His baseball heart was broken every summer. But by next spring, he's nine years old and full of hope. And that was always the way Dad was. Recently, and again, this was written then, he was taken by an ambulance and rushed to the emergency room for a bleeding ulcer. When I was finally able to talk to him just hours after his surgery, I nervously asked how he was feeling. And Dad's response was, 
great, because great was always his response. If he had a railroad spike in his head, he would say, look, son, another place to hang my shirts. His glass was always half full. Optimism was just one layer of the real lesson my father taught me. The real lesson was that being a good father was job one. Everything else in life fell in line after that. You'd need a calculator to count the parenting mistakes I've made, so I think we can eliminate world's best dad from any of my future t-shirts. But I'm pretty comfortable knowing my dad's most valuable lesson was learned. Nothing is more important to me than my boys, and it fills my heart to know that they know that. I've never met Steve Hart, but I'd like to. I saw on Facebook how he drove across town on a Tuesday morning to pick up Darius, his five-year-old son, from school. He made the trip because a tractor was going to be digging a big hole in the backyard for a pool, and he didn't want the boy to miss the big dig. For a five-year-old boy, a tractor digging a hole is as good as it gets. Steve wasn't going to make the evening news, but it was a pretty cool dad move. In 1894, on a green field in Tallahassee, Florida, David Hanselman's great-grandfather shot a deer with his Marlin rifle. Last fall, on a green field in Tallahassee, Florida, David's son Trevor shot his first deer with his great-great-grandfather's Marlin rifle. David understood the importance of sewing together the fabric of time and knew that one day Trevor would understand the depth of what his father had done. Connecting his son with his great-great-grandfather was a pretty good dad thing to do. I've come to understand that being a great dad isn't about doing great things, but a collection of a thousand good ones, like making sure a tractor digging a hole isn't missed, or dusting off an old rifle, or maybe just waking up early to make blueberry pancakes. And that is blueberry pancakes. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Banana Peel Boulevard with Gary Jordan and Becky Harnden. If you'd like to catch more of our episodes, you can find us at thepeelpodcast.com. Stay safe out there on the boulevard and we'll catch you next time.